0: Welcome to the Delight in the Limelight podcast. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow. I'm here to take you on a journey to open your inner freedom and self-expression so that speaking is something you love to do. I have a special deal going on where I'll be giving away one of my online programs for free. All you have to do is leave a review and I'll be choosing one person at random each week to receive this gift. I'll have the courses to choose from listed in the show notes. Let's move on to today's episode of Delight in the Limelight. Welcome back to the show. In the last six episodes, we dove into part one of the Inner Freedom Framework for Speaking Confidence. We looked at how to discover past experiences and messages that may be negatively impacting your speaking confidence. And we also took a look at different modalities to resolve and clear those things away. In this episode, we're moving on to the second part of the Inner Freedom Framework, restoring safety, because the antidote to feeling fear is feeling safe. The sense that we can be ourselves, that we won't be judged, where we feel accepted, valued, included, still part of the tribe. We tend to think of having a safe environment on the outside, And that's a broad, important topic that I'll go into in a later episode and also with guests on the live show. So check those out. But today I want to talk about creating a safe environment on the inside. Because though you may worry about what other people will do, say, or think, most of the time we are our own harshest critic. Here's why that matters. If you don't feel safe inside yourself, you're not going to feel safe in front of others. When I was writing the book, Delight in the Limelight, I came across a joint study between the University of Massachusetts and McGill in Canada, and they followed people who were making goals for themselves. What they found was that people who criticized themselves were less likely to achieve their goals. This finding was contrary to the popular belief at the time that Negative self-talk is motivating. So what this study found was, this is not true. Maybe you grew up like me hearing this saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I grew up doing my best to be nice to others. It never occurred to me that this applied to the way I spoke to myself. I thought the way I spoke to myself was completely irrelevant, The way I saw it was as long as what I was thinking didn't hurt others, what I said inside my head wasn't a problem. I didn't realize how damaging it was to have a negative internal dialogue. My mom certainly didn't know it, so she couldn't pass that knowledge on to me. Instead, she illustrated exactly the opposite. Every day she'd look into the mirror and say, oh my God, look at me, I'm so fat. Tomorrow, I'm going on a diet. I'm not kidding, every single day. This negative talk didn't motivate her. It only reinforced what she didn't want. She steadily gained weight throughout her life. So when I read the joint study, I thought, yep, this totally rings true. And what was sad about this is my mother was beautiful. She was beautiful to me. But when I look back, I realize now At the time, she was a size six. Oh my God. As the study showed, when you criticize yourself, you feel defeated and worn down. It's hard to feel good about yourself if you're beating yourself up. If you want to be bold and put your energy out there to take a risk or ask for a raise or step out on stage, this negative inner talk is the opposite of what you need. Like for my client, Shana, Shayna was invited to give a talk, and as she was driving to the gig, her mind went on an endless loop of its own. You're going to screw up. You know you will. Yes, you are. Look at you. You're a wreck. Who do you think you are that you can pull this off? You're just going to embarrass yourself. You're going to look like a fool and hurt your reputation. I'm telling you, you're going to blow it. By the way, where are your notes? You left them at home. I told you you were going to screw up. Shayna had a very verbose and articulate inner critic. I said, Shana, say those same words to me. She said, no, I won't. I asked her, why not? And she said, because it would be mean. After a pause, I asked, would you say it to a client? Absolutely not. My clients trust me to keep them safe and to protect them. It would be a violation to hurt someone who's so vulnerable. Her words rushed out with, passion. And I let them sink in. If we wouldn't say these things to a client, if we wouldn't say these things to someone we cared for, respected, wanted to help, why do we think it's okay to speak to ourselves this way? We wouldn't want to be around other people who bully us. Why do we tolerate that bully inside our head? Before I go on with some suggestions, I know firsthand that sometimes it's hard to detect that inner critical voice. I personally have learned to speak to myself nicely and be super supportive. But I had a recent experience that showed me sometimes we don't hear the actual words clearly like Shayna did. Sometimes we can only deduce our disdain from more subtle cues. For instance, I've been working for years on singing without a wobble or unsteadiness. And through very slow, patient exploration, I feel like I finally have a way of feeling the flow of the sound the way I want it to be, the way I have in my speaking voice, but haven't had in my singing voice. So a few months ago, I was singing or sounding, and I was thinking how nice it sounds in my ears. And I wanted to capture it on recording so I could quell a little bit, so I could enjoy listening back. But as soon as I turned the voice recorder on, I could feel my voice tighten. It didn't have that same easy flow and release. And I wondered, what's going on? Clearly, my iPhone isn't judging me. It's just a piece of technology, one that I use all the time. So if it's not the iPhone and no one else is around to hear me, that means that means it was me that I was afraid of my own judgment. And I thought, aha, I caught myself in action. Now I can work with this. A lot of people talk about the inner critic and and what they see as the means of handling it. And most of the advice is to manage it, to ignore it and don't let it get in the way. It sounds like what they say about the fear of speaking, ignore it and don't let it get in the way. And you know my opinion about that, that that's, misguided that we need to get to the root causes and resolve them so that they are no longer standing in our way. And I feel the same thing about the inner critic, that it's asking to be healed. I say this because of my own experience. I used to live my life feeling badly about all the conversations I had thinking, that's why I created that that program, Throw Off Your Speaking (laughs) Remorse. I felt Like I shouldn't have said that, I should have said this. And I I criticize myself all the time. Now I rarely have those kinds of thoughts. And when I do, I use the tools that I teach to teach myself a better way. And let me tell you, it feels so much better to live life feeling like you have your own back. This is what I believe about the inner critic. The inner critic actually wants the same things that other parts of you want. It's really doing the best it can. It just has a lousy way of expressing itself because it's stuck in fear mode. You can transform this voice by acknowledging its fear without judgment. Yes, you need to become non judgmental to this judgmental voice. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it works. And I'll go into why it works in episode 16 about creating safety in our environment instead become curious. But in order to do this, you need to actually hear the words that are in your head. If you're so familiar with the bully inside and don't notice what you say to yourself, you can't change the habit, which is why I created two programs, Watch Yourself on Video Without Cringing and Throw Off Your Speaking Remorse, because there's something about seeing ourselves on video or thinking back to a speaking experience we didn't feel went so well, to bring out that critical voice loud and clear. And when we hear the words we say and how we say them, we can transform them and even transform the need to say them. So you listen without judgment. You speak to this voice with a neutral matter-of-fact tone. Evaluate the complaints together. Enlist their help, the help of that inner critical voice, to reach the goals you want and to help it to grow its style of communication. Just like you and I are always learning to communicate better to other people, we can learn to communicate better to ourselves. I learned to say this thing from my daughter who said these words to me once when I wasn't speaking too kindly to her. She said, I hear what you're saying, but can you say it in a nicer way? I love this. And you can use it as a stopgap measure whenever you hear the the critical voice in your head. I go more into details about this inner critic to inner ally process in chapter six of the book, Delight in the Limelight. And I'll also put links to the two programs I mentioned in the show notes. You can make measurable movement towards becoming a nicer, more encouraging, really loving, really, really loving, uplifting and supportive person to yourself. And why not? Why not expand into your fullest potential of being your biggest supporter? You are deserving of that. So I wonder, what are you taking away from this episode today? Do you have your own back? Do you have a strong inner critic? Have you done work in this area? I'd love to hear. You can leave me a message on the show notes page or email me at linda at In the next episode, we'll be looking at healing our self-image. Until then, I'm wishing you all the best on your journey to delight in the limelight. Thank you for listening to Delight in the Limelight. I hope you feel a little more hopeful and excited about speaking in public. If you like the show, recommend it to someone you know. And if you haven't yet read the book, Delight in the Limelight, you can get it online or at your favorite bookstore or request it from your local library. Remember, speaking is our human design. Let's learn to delight in it together.